1: Damn these biloxi blues It happens every night I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I I just, I haven't. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notes, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. no, No, I don't care. in my way for another place. And I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook right here. Just, just a white line tipsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget. Live.
2: Not so live. And that is a song written by me, sung by me from many years ago. Called Biloxi Blues. Still get questions about that, so I'm gonna answer them. And I think the funniest thing, man, I got so many folks that that truly love that song. And uh, I get I get fired up about music. Y'all know that's a big part of my life. And I, I am, I, I think it's funny. There are people that listen to the show that that aren't necessarily fans, and I bet they know the worst of the song. <laughs> they they troll and they coming in, and I bet they,
1: this highway
2: but they still know the damn words. But they know the words because they've listened to that intro so many times now. So that is Biloxi Blues for all you low lifers and uh, and mom's basement dwellers circling around. I got a a, uh, a musical announcement to make. This is I'm gonna open the show with a little self promotion here. December the 11th, December the 11th in Columbia, Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, about 30 minutes south of Nashville. I've been asked to open. Up for some friends of mine in a band called the Vagabonds And uh, a lot of you out there are probably familiar with those guys They are a a band that has been all over the place And back in the last few years they are Road Warriors A fantastic southern rock band And uh, we will be taking the stage before those guys December the 11th at the Mule House I don't know if it's the Mule House Theater It's a very cool venue It's an old church in Columbia, Tennessee it's, it's, uh, it's a new venue And so if you are in Middle Tennessee, North Alabama Wherever, if you're within a drive Tickets are available on their website at the Mule House Let me get the exact here I just, you know Gotta plug it Gotta plug it But Mule House What's it called here? This is professional It's just called the Mule House it's just called The Mule House Event venue But TheMuleHouse.com TheMuleHouse.com Tickets are 20 bucks. December 11th Come uh, come, hang out We're going to play some music The Vagabonds are going to kill it We're going to do our little piece before it And uh, I'm looking forward to that It's been, been a minute since we've played And uh, excited to, to break out some tunes In that new venue So if you're listening And you like the music at all And if you're close This is not the last time you're going to hear this, but uh, December 11th. Come hang out with the Luke Duncan extravaganza, whatever we're called. used to be Luke Duncan and Second Place Jake back in the day, but Luke Duncan and Second Place Jake opening up for the Vegabonds. And go check those boys out. They put a new album out in September, and if you like southern rock, really good harmony, some good guitar licks in there, amazing vocals, go check them boys out good 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 boys good boys as they say all right all right welcome you bunch of low had to get that plug in there man i'm excited I, I got confirmation on that yesterday so super super pumped about that coming up in uh, in a month because this is the podcast for monday november the 15th and uh, we're less than a month away from from that date and uh I miss it. I miss playing music all the time. I did. I did that for many, many years. Fishing and music have always been my two, just like um, you know, the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder, I guess. Because or my two loves, but uh, one always kind of takes away from the other. It's hard to be up and on the water at daylight when you're out playing music till three in the morning. you know, and vice versa. So it's hard to be out late playing music when you've been fishing a tournament all day long, or you're, you know, a million miles away from home. And and uh, you know, we played regionally for a long time. We've played everywhere from Texas to you know, Florida and everywhere in between. I feel like there for several years. But uh, good time, man. So I'm looking forward to getting on the stage with them boys and uh, and uh, throwing down in Columbia, Tennessee. All right. That was like three minutes of of self promotion. So you're you're uh, you know I want to say I'm sorry and you're welcome. All at the same time. <laughs> Appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. Got an awesome guest today. A guy that uh, I'm super super pumped about talking to. But first, let's run through these sponsors real quick, and then we're gonna then we're gonna get into the dang thing. First and foremost, we want to thank these. People right here, StarTron, StarBright, bringing you low-budget live for four years now, kicking ethanol in the teeth, in the weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your pressure washer. If you're storing your boat, I see a lot of y'all tagging me in this. If you're storing your boat for longer than three weeks, and a lot of you are, whether it's deer season or the water's freezing up where you're at, you're going to want to drop some of this right here. A little dab will do you. 256 gallons is what this bottle will treat, but take care of That ethanol problem is going to gum up the works You're going to go to crank that sucker up next spring Or maybe it's a month from now But you're going to let it sit That ethanol is a problem Knock it out with Star Tron Kick it in the teeth Right there We appreciate those folks right there The fine individuals out there Bozeman, Montana Montana, Yellowstone, what? No, it has nothing to do with that Nothing to do with that But Sims Fishing Products even though they're in in one of, to me, the coolest states in this fine country of ours, Montana, I love it out there, and uh, what a cool company. Sims, fish it well, they say, and you can do that in the right gear, whether it is the rain suits, whether it's the layering, whether it's the gloves, the toboggans, the hats, The I mean, you name it. Solar flex, sun shirts, if you're lucky enough to... Actually need that right now We do not in Tennessee Because it is frigid here now I'm over it I am completely over it But Sims making quality fishing products And and some good looking stuff You want to take your wife out to dinner They got that too They got you covered Get on there Check it out Get on simsfishing.com And remember you get one life fish it well Pro guide batteries Keeping you large and charged man Out there on the water They got those new lithium, just half the weight, charge fast, keep you going. You can stand on that Garmin Force all day long and not worry about losing that juice. ProGuy Batteries wants to give you a discount just for tuning into this show. Use code LBL10, ProGuyBatteries.com. Get you one of them 31 AGMs. Get you some of them lithiums. Get you a charger over there. Get it all. ProGuyBatteries.com. And last but certainly not least... We talk about these folks a lot And there's good reason for it Express Boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live And the Traveling Circus Just cannot say enough good things Y'all hear it every week if you tune in And you don't fast forward through this part <laughs> The X-21 with the C-Deck With the look at it. company man With that Yamaha show on the back I'm sorry if you want one right now Because they're selling like hotcakes from what I'm hearing that X21 they uh they they're selling and I got a sneak peek at a at a little at a little maybe a new one for next year down there in Louisiana a couple weeks ago and looking mighty fine I'm ready to get my hands on one of them ready to get my hands on it but love that boat y'all know it talk about it all the time fantastic boat built by fantastic people I've had the good fortune, and this is how I base everything, man There are a lot of really good companies in the marine industry A lot of great boat companies with a lot of great employees And I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of them And, you know, and getting to do what I do for my day job at TH Marine Like, I, I am fortunate that I, I know a lot of people And I feel like we work in one of the best industries around With some of the best people, man And uh, I can say that Express, from the top to the daggum guy building the boat, to the to the dude sweeping the floor, man. They are all first class, and they have been building excitement since 1966 there in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So uh, if you get a chance, if you get a chance, and you're looking for something a little different, go check you out an X-19, an X-21. Go for a ride in one. Let me know what you think, because it'll blow your mind. I'm just telling you, express boats, we appreciate those folks. All right. All right, man. I'm getting... Getting back in the swing of things here, man. I'm uh I don't normally start the show just plugging uh, concerts, you know, plugging, plugging gigs. So that was that was rare for me. So it kind of threw me off a little bit. We're back in it now though. I feel like we're back in this together. <laughs> ah! All right. Um just just some quick housekeeping notes here before we get our guest on. And that is, I wanted to say a huge congratulations to Bass And, and it's not over, I'm recording this on a Sunday afternoon But uh, on the Redfish deal, the, the Redfish Cup I, And I know Redfish, for a lot of people, man You live in the Northeast, you're like, eh You live in the Midwest, you're like, eh I get it, I've always had Just a gigantic love of those things I I caught one at the beach when I was a kid Down in Orange Beach, Alabama On a spook And I'll never forget it Never forget the bite Never forget all of it And then I got obsessed with them And and I've caught several in my life And and I've gone on several trips And y'all seen that And in the bass fishing world For whatever reason People normally don't Um they don't normally go, go that route, right? Like it is a niche thing because you've got to be obviously on the Gulf Coast to do it. Um, certain parts of the st- certain parts of the country. And so it's not as as popular as as bass tournaments. But man, the team format is something we are missing in professional bass fishing. Redfish Cup, for me, back in the day when when uh it was hooked in, it was on ESPN, it was incredible, man. It's incredible. So I've watched as much of this event as I have any event all year. Like, I, I've been so pumped, and it's cool to see Trayton, and Chris Zaldane mixing it up, Matt Heron, Derek Hudnell, and uh, Mark Menendez going up against these dudes. And uh, right now, as I'm recording this, Zaldane is uh, – Chris and his partner actually leading the event. Very cool, man, but seeing them work together, and like I said, I, I think that that is something missing in the, in the sport of professional bass fishing is – A team style event where you can pull for both guys, where you one dude has this strength, the other dude has this strength. It's very cool to watch, and and these guys that are super dialed in that sport, in that format, you know, catching two fish. It's it's they got to be less than twenty eight inches, and they got to be over twenty, like that slot limit stuff. Like it's very intense, man, and uh, it takes a lot of skill. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of years of experience to know, okay, well, this, this school might have these that are this size or that size, like it's, those guys are so dialed and, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch it on FS1, Ronnie Moore, Tommy, the legend Sanders, and then, uh, Captain Rick Murphy from Florida, my old buddy, Captain Rick, I did, uh, I did, did Rick's show a couple years ago down in Florida and he, uh, The fishing insider down there if you're in Florida you've seen that and he's a pros pro man like I have uh I have thoroughly enjoyed his commentary he he needs to maybe step up into the bass game and just be a commentator because Rick is I mean Rick's never at a loss for words but it it was uh was top notch man he really he really did a a great job so kudos to bass on that I, I thought it was a really cool event thanks to Yamaha for sponsoring that and and, I, you know, you look at social media, there's not a ton of comments on it. Like, people tune out. I've seen it on my own channel when I post salt or stuff. Guys don't want to see that. I, I understand it. But uh, it's cool, man. And, and if you ever get a chance, go do it. Go check it out. Go, go on a redfish trip. Go down to Venice, Louisiana and catch you some up because it is it is fantastic. Text our guest. All right, texting that old guest right there today. Uh, another thing I got to say, kudos to Bass for her. they landed they landed another big one back in back in the uh, the old Bass Shield. Mike Iconelli announced on Ike Live this past week he's bringing her back to the Elite Series, and I think that will be uh, it's good for Bass, it's good for him, it's good for the sport, and obviously good for Mike and his family. You know, it's it's what he wanted to do. And he set out a year, and I think it's pretty cool, man. I see he fished Toyotas last year. He's such a competitor, man. Won a kayak event last year. But it's cool to see him back on the Elite Series and uh, trying to run down another Classic, another Angler of the Year. So uh, look forward to keeping up with that next year. Uh, Something else i got to touch base on real fast, two things. First of all, MPFL. I have talked to the ownership this week. I've talked to a lot of anglers this week. And they're rocking and rolling in 2022. I know I talked about it last week, but that's kind of the update. I think that uh, it's safe to say there will be a full field. I've never seen anglers band together really on anything like I have this. Like these guys want this to happen. They want it to work. And so uh, they're they're definitely – they're going to do that. And they have a long-term plan, and um, – and and a budget in place and different things and and we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I really I believe I've said it from the jump. I believe in what the guys are trying to do. I think it has a place in in bass fishing, and they're carrying on. So uh, I I really enjoyed the conversation that I had with Brad Fuller this week, one of my bosses there, and uh, and I, I will be back in 2022 doing the commentary, and we'll definitely have live coverage. And, uh, I'm ready to get back over there and, and, uh, mix it up with those dudes again. So, uh, I think they've got things ironed out and, and, uh, got a new investor it's part owner and ready to rock and roll, man, ready to rock and roll. So I think, uh, I, I there are things that got to be worked out roster wise. I think there were some guys that were going to fish that weren't going to fish that might be going to fish. Now I'm not going to, until we're ready to announce a roster, I'm not going to, but, um, it's interesting It's interesting the, the You know And bass fishing Is always this way But the roller coaster That it has been The last couple of weeks For us in the MPFL And the anglers And the ownership And and, uh, and all that So um, we're definitely We're climbing again We're climbing again So uh, I'm, I look forward To seeing Seeing what 2022 brings That is for sure One other housekeeping note And then we're gonna We're gonna get this guest On the phone Uh I got a call from somebody that I respect immensely in the sport of bass fishing, and I won't won't say the name here, but it is somebody that fishes the Bass Pro Tour, somebody I consider a friend, but it's somebody, even more than that, it's somebody that I respect, not only their angling ability, but their business sense in fishing, and uh, just as a human, just like a really good person. And uh, what I respect the most about him, though, is he's never afraid to call me on anything, right? And and through the years, if I say, Hey, BPT is doing this or MLF's doing this or black bass is doing this or that, he's always, if if I'm right, he's the first dude to say, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. I hate that it's that way, or you know, sucks hearing it, truth sucks, you know, but you're right. But if I if I say something uh that's that's maybe not true or or something that I perceive or some information that I get that I that I say, because I try not to be a guy that spreads rumors. I, I don't. Uh I try to have fact if I say it on here. And I made a statement last week about BPT, and this was in my MPFL spill. And I'll be honest, I did not, I did not uh this wasn't really a slight at BPT in the least, but I was saying that I have heard rumors that they're not paying people on time. Uh, I've heard that all year. I've had a lot of people ask me to talk about that. I refuse to talk about it because I don't know any any truth to it. This this angler in particular called me uh, on Friday and was like, "Hey man, like I I I gotta just kind of call you out on this." And we had a long, really good conversation, and he said. He gets his checks direct deposited within two days He says they've never owed him a dime And so if that is the case It's not the case with this guy And I wanted to say, you know I, That wasn't me trying to spread any kind of rumor whatsoever But that is something that's out there It, it has floated around um, But as I've seen with the MPFL situation A lot of people online that have nothing to do with Absolutely anything in the industry Or or just fans just create and and make up their own narratives, you know, and they make little memes about it and stuff like that. Um, and it's just funny, you know. Uh, so I try to not do that. Like, if I say something about it, I always feel like it's either my opinion or I feel like it's fact. So this this guy, like I said, who I respect as much as anybody in this entire industry, felt I was spreading a rumor. And so I wanted to address that and say, uh, very much not the case with him. And uh, I've not heard that from an angler at BPT. I'll put it that way. There's a lot of chatter about that throughout the year, but not from an angler. And this was an actual dude that's won a lot of money, (laughs) to say the least. So very successful angler. So uh, apologies on that. Definitely not, uh, especially after the last couple weeks, of living just rumors and bullcrap. Don't want to be that dude. All right. So my guest today. Shout out to that mysterious BPT angler, <laughs> who's who's very successful, uh, over there. All right. This guy right here is uh, is very intriguing to me. And I I reached out to him. He commented on last week's podcast, and I decided I got to get this dude on sooner than later. He just won the Federation Nation Bass Nation Championship, national championship, which sends him not only to the Bassmaster Classic but also a berth into the Elite Series and a boat to fish out, this really cool package. And he won it out of a 31-year-old Ranger 365V. I said it last week. Very much like a Boats and Pros boat. So let's get him on the phone right now. From Hollywood, California, Maddie Wong.
3: Hi, are you uh, calling to extend your car service or warranty?
2: (laughs) I am indeed. I I am indeed. (laughs) Normally that works in reverse. But I, I I like this tactic though.
3: <laughs> I figured you know they'd give you the eight hundred eight number. You know to be fun.
2: What's up, <laughs> Matty off, Wong? Off. I, I appreciate <laughs> you uh, making me laugh this morning. I like it.
3: Oh dude, we've got to wake up to the right side of the bed. Right? That's
2: right, dude. You you seem like from everything that I can tell about you, man. And I and I I've never had the pleasure of meeting you or spending any time with you. But man, I've been digging in when I decide, I'm like, dude, I got to have this guy on. I'm watching that tournament play out. And then I, I've read, you know, a couple things that bass have done. I'm like, this is, this guy right here is not your atypical bass fisherman story. Right. <laughs> and in, in dude, it's, uh, it, it's an honor to
1: speak with you. I'm going to be honest.
3: Hey man, it's a hey, same here, man. It's, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm really stoked to, to, to be able to share my story and, be able to talk with you man so uh, thank you for thank you for reaching out man. yeah
2: hey man when you come you popped up in the comments i was like yes let's do this let's do this <laughs> as quick as we can because you're going to be a busy man starting uh pretty soon and that that's what i want to start with is is first of all congratulations but second of all that comes with this elite series deal are you <laughs> accepting that
3: yes 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 i am well first of all <laughs> Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, And, uh, yeah, second of all, it's, uh, well, it's, it's, my work has already begun. Um, I've been floating on cloud nine, you know, with uh, people calling me and texts and messages. It's been, man, it's been so overwhelming, but in the most positive way possible. Uh, It's uh, seriously a dream come true, man. And uh, it's crazy that, you know. What, just if I were to tell my younger self that I was going to be fishing on the elite series one day and fishing the bass master classic, I'd, I'd laugh. And, <laughs> say <I was> lying.
2: <laughs> and to be 32, man, like you're not, you're, you're talking about your younger self, you, you know, I'm 38. So you're younger than me. So you're a young man. We're still young. We're still young yeah, here.
3: Matt. But, you know, but you know, third three but i'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm enjoying the third level man the third floor the view is pretty good yeah i like and- it i like
1: that
2: dude i need you in tennessee to be like my motivational like get me going every day dude you you have this positivity that don't quit
3: i like it No, oh, thanks brother well <laughs> dude I, i'm well i will be heading down through tennessee i'm going to be fishing chickamauga so we're gonna have to do this in person again for sure dude
2: I would love to have you here in the low budget bar and grill, man. It is, it's exactly that. (laughs) It's nothing, uh, it's nothing fancy, man, but we, we can get it done. I would, I would enjoy that. When are you coming to Chick? Uh,
3: well, I think, I mean, if I'm looking at the schedule, uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, I think chick ends up rolling in and, um, in April 7th through the 10th. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm still, you know, I've, with my previous career, uh, it sounds so nice to say that too. Uh, <laughs> and we yeah, got, and we got to get
2: into that. We got to get into that a little bit.
3: No, for sure. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll dive in a bit, man. Um, but yeah, I've been able to travel around, uh, fairly, uh, fairly a lot, uh, with my, uh, you know, with my profession. Um, and, uh, which is basically I'm a, a like a, <laughs> I was a uh, a lighting director um and uh, and and a photographer. So, uh basically uh technical strobe lighting, studio lighting, so anything that you see, you know, on billboards uh to the front of like GQ magazine, um, you know, I've, I've worked with uh recently lit uh, a cover with Justin Bieber and did uh, Ariana Grande's album cover. And, uh, That's
1: very cool.
3: Yeah, so it was, you know, it's, it's pretty, you know, it was fun and, and, and enjoyable. But what, what was more uh, alluring to me was the fact that, one, I was, you know, able to be my own boss, uh, having, you know, Maddie Wong Pitchers as my company name. And I was able to, you know, basically take on the clients that I wanted to take on and allotting me to fish as many times as I could or fish whatever tournaments that I wanted to locally.
2: Wow. And that's so important, man. I I have a lot of young guys reach out. I say this a lot, week after week, honestly, and they're like, Man, how do I, you know, what career path do I need to take? And really a a lot of folks want to work in the fishing industry. I think they they Mm -hmm. think that's the path to the Bassmaster Elite series, you know, or you'll get get the time to do it. But I think right there's so important to hear, like you're like you got your own business and you sacrifice so you can go chase what you love.
3: It, and, you know, it really is because you, you have to ask yourself the question uh, is, am I, am I working to live yeah yep. or am I living to work? I love it. And so, you know, I've been, trust me, man. I'm like I said, I'm, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a young buck, but I'm also, you know, I have, so I have a little bit of wisdom underneath me, but I'm also, you know, a lot to learn uh but i have i've been grateful enough to have a a few different careers now at this point in my life uh i uh i'm a saxophonist i've played saxophone for over sixteen years i uh, was able to play it professionally for eight uh i was an actor uh sag after a like union actor i got played a Surfer Stoner Bro on Hawaii Five O and get arrested. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna go look that up. All right. Yeah, you you you, you can look it up. You go. Huli, Maui Wong gets arrested. (laughs) It's pretty funny. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, it's it's funny because there's like a it's a culmination of a few things. And I've always you know, and I've been in the industry now. uh, I mean, the entertainment industry for over a decade. But I I I want to say that you know doing the, the behind the scenes technical stuff I've been doing for the past eight and a half years in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, with that, you know, after, you know, hustling auditions and trying to get on, you know, trying to just basically break and like, just make ends meet and be able to like, like just struggle to pay rent. Um, and then when I felt fell into the photo world, uh, and you know, that just really, that, that allowed me to, you know just have more time to dedicate like uh, allocate more time towards my craft and uh yeah man bass fishing is is just so 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 addicting well
2: so reading articles checking up on you, i mean fishing is something that when you were you could because i i want to say this cuz we we haven't even talked about this Mm-hmm. You are from Hawaii, first of all. Okay, so forget the fact that you're like LA, and you're you're, you're yeah. going to yeah. auditions, and you're doing the lighting yeah. thing, and you're you're a, yeah. an amazing musician. You're your fishing started in Hawaii. Okay, that's where you're from. Yeah. Then you yeah, end sir. up here in the mainland. You move to California, but when you are because I hear you say bass fishing is 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 an addiction, and it is for so many of us. That's what I say. To do it for a living, you have to be obsessed. You have to be addicted because there are days it's just not fun. It does become oh, no. like work, oh, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like the Washtenaw yeah. River probably was a like work a little river. bit, right? <laughs> but when you're in L.A., dude, I know Southern Cal is, is in Northern Cal, a lot of fisheries. But when you were there actually working, where would you bass fish? Where would you... Keep that fire going for tournament bass fishing so, there in LA.
3: So this is crazy. Um, see, I mean, I'll I'll kind of, I mean, I was gonna touch. What I'll do is I'll, I'll tell you about kind of my route. Yeah, please. On that, and then I'll kind of, I'll, I'll I'll take take the listeners back to uh, you know when I was a kid in Hawaii. For sure, yeah. But but when I was living in Los Angeles, I realized you know, and if you read my story, uh, and if you you know if you guys haven't, you can check it out on on the Bassmaster website. It's a fantastic
2: story. Fantastic.
3: Yeah. And Andrew did an incredible job. Yes. Great writer. And, uh, he, uh, you know, he, he, he broke it down. Um, but while I was, you know, in California doing all this stuff in, in Los Angeles at that, there's, you know, there's a, a couple little urban ponds and, and, you know, Whenever I wasn't able to make it up to the Delta and go and fish off my Uncle Bob's boat, I was putting in as much, as much days as I possibly could on this pond called Kenneth Hahn.
2: Okay.
3: And it's this tiny little pond in Los Angeles. And, and I would, you know, then there was good sized bass in there. I actually, I pulled out two eight pounders back to back, uh, two, like two days in a row. (laughs) um and uh, on a on a 8 inch swim bait and um so it was it was a place where not only I would I would learn seasonal patterns because in Hawaii you have one season you know it's summer and then you have wet summer <laughs> <laughs> it's just not all place. bad
2: I'm going to be honest I could handle yeah, just no, summer I'm okay, here for that
3: but you know when you but when you grow up in it you know like the just the thought of seasons the thought of yeah, fall the thought yeah. of you know spring the those kind of things it's you always you hear about it, you fantasize about it, but you 're never able to live in it and so the fact that even in Los Angeles, you have these minor these minor uh seasonal changes, I would look and, and pay attention and study uh bass behavior and then obviously on top of like the addiction wormhole of YouTube and bass fishing <laughs> yeah but like, and spending it probably a little bit more than I probably should have on tackle and whatnot uh i was just putting in as many times like as much days as i could on the water if i if i had you know a 9 a.m call time that i i knew that the park opened at five and i would be at the at the park at four forty-five, be the first one in be able to do i don't know maybe four or five laps around the pond maybe catch a bass maybe not most of the time not and, um, and then go to work and be stoked. And then after I was done, like, shoot back over to the pond and go put some more time in. Jeez. And we'll, and when people, and it's funny because, you know, yeah, there was times where I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, what am I doing putting all this time into this, <laughs> into this pond? But, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, you know, it, it will help somewhere, some way or another. And it's funny because, you know, and just like any other body of water, yes, these fish would go up on beds. I would learn how to bed, I learned really like I I was able to study more about bed fishing because then I would see and, and understand like the pattern, like, okay, I I know we have a good full moon cycle coming up, but I'd also, Oh, we have good weather. These fish are going to push up. Sure enough, they'd be, they'd be pushed up. They'd already be, the bucks would be kind of uh, like guarding certain areas and like making, making beds, trying to pull in these females. And, and then you'd watch these females move up and push on the bed, start fanning and whatnot. and, and I would, and then I would start learning the nuances of like, oh, like actually figuring out where the sweet spot is, and what they wanted and whatnot. And so it, I think in in hindsight now looking back, yeah, all of that time on the water, even if it was a pond, it was valuable to to you know where it led me today. And um, there's a couple other little fisheries around um, Castaic. So in 2018, mm-hmm. I pulled my boat down from NorCal down to uh, Southern California. Um, And I started fishing and putting a lot of time on Castaic where, um, you know, the late great Aaron Martin spent a lot of time with his mom. Um, And I would just hear stories and and like and hear techniques through and stuff that maybe didn't hit the Internet where, you know, like, oh, you know, this is how Aaron would work a drop shot or this is how Aaron would do this. And I'm like, wow, like taking as many notes and literally keeping a log. And And I still have a log where. Every single time I go out on the water, I would write down conditions, uh, moon phase, what's going on, like, uh, surface temperature, like, you know, uh, or s- surface conditions, uh, you know, what stage where the fish were at in the spawn or maybe post-spawn or whatnot, and then what kind of lures and, and, and then experiences. And all those little things kind of ha- help me add up and, and uh, basically, like, build up this encyclopedia in my head of of little experiences and little, uh, I would just say situational things that I could apply on different bodies of water. So in 2019, I fished the Bass Nation, uh, the California Bass Nation like tour as a co because I've never, I only have fished, um, uh, club events in 2018 and I was really excited to go and start doing, you know, like the whole Bass Nation thing. It was like literally a dream of mine to go and fish against like California's best dudes. And so I go out and I get my butt handed to me on the back <laughs> of the boat. And uh, it was a humbling experience because I thought I, you know, I knew how to, I thought I knew how to catch them. You know, like my, I felt like my casting's pretty good. I feel like my bait presentation's good, my cadence and, and my decision-making skills. But what I was trying to do was trying to power fish from behind the boat. Mm. And, um, so I quickly learned and, um, you know, and, and I had a, I had a moment where on, uh, we were fishing the Delta and I was really excited about this fishery because i had spent a couple of years there with my boat and I, I kind of, you know, with, with tides growing up in Hawaii and saltwater fishing, I understand like how these fish feed. And, um, uh, I ended up getting a, a draw where this man, um, sweetest guy too, uh, but he ended up like blowing his motor. <laughs> We get swamped. So how's this? He, he runs over a Tule The day before, runs over a Tule berm. Uh, my buddy was his co the day before. He's like, dude, that guy smoked a Tule berm. And I'm like, oh my God. And uh, so like we get swamped off the takeoff because we're right in the middle of the soup. And we get up on pad, not even 30 seconds on pad, his alarm starts going off. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, you hear that? And he's like, what? He's like, send it. What? I was like, <laughs> do you hear that? He's like, yeah, I wasn't doing that yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a good sound, bud. <laughs> and we ran eight miles. Jeez. Uh, I like it. I, I was like, holy crap. And so what it, it went into guardian mode and we got stuck. Oh, and wow. I, I spent the entire tide swing on the phone with his son, who was a mercury mechanic, and uh, troubleshooting, like pulled apart his carb, uh, pulled to <laughs> make sure there was no like water, like literally doing all this because you know the guy and you know like I said, bless his heart, he's he's a, he's an older gentleman, and I was you know I told him, and I, I'm still friends with him today. I'm like, dude, I'm inspired by you. The fact that you're, I think he's like 78 or something, wow. and he's still out there doing it. I'm just like, dude, I'm so stoked, but it's just we've just got crap luck, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we ended up idling back, and it took three hours to idle back, and I took a nap. <laughs> That's so you never dead. got it fixed,
2: even with his Mercury I, mechanic son.
3: Yeah, he's like, and you your positive what?
2: attitude, you couldn't make it work. <laughs> he
3: goes, "Yeah, but He's like, "Now you're." He's like, "You're going to have to bring that in, man." And I was Jeez. like, oh so We idle back, and that's when that, that that was the moment where I'm like, you know what? Next year, I'm doing it as a boater.
2: Just going, just have, going all in.
3: Yeah, I'm just going to go all in because I I know that you know. And after fishing that season, I was able to. I'm like, you know, I i would just make different decisions than some of these guys and and i knew that i can i can or i didn't know but i had confidence that i'd be able to hang and uh yeah and so that's when 2020 um i decided to sign up as a boater and uh and fish and uh, our first event was on a spotted bass lake uh that has some big largemouth because they stock trout but it was predominantly spots and i found a swim bait bite my last day in practice and uh, it was my first spot in the morning. Um, I pull up and uh, catch a two-and-a-half-pound spot, which was, like, great to start the day because the average fish was a pound and a quarter. And uh, my next cast, I stuck at an eight-and-a-half-pound <laughs> largey. <laughs> Holy cow. I uh, led day one, and all the guys that, you know, didn't really talk to me too much uh, the previous year as like a co getting my butt whipped, um, you know, all, all kind of introduced themselves and
2: like, what's up, man, what kind of swim bait you like? Yeah, exactly. Dude. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it's funny how that works, right?
1: <laughs> game, what's, what's up, Matty? Yeah. I love that saxophone dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, You know, I'm friends with all, you know, they're all good dudes. And so, yeah i ended up i ended up taking second day day two uh i swung for the fences again wasn't able to get the bites i needed but was up uh, was able to stay in the top three got finished top two um and then uh and then the next event was at nasi um and basically covid hit mm-hmm. so yeah kind of it, it it shrunk our season short and um yeah i so i, I fished Nasi menno i got fourth at nasi and um and I knew that you know, with the short season, all it was going to take was two good top finishes, and out of three, uh, and uh, you know, make the team. And so I ended up making the team my first year as a boater. Cool. And uh, and we fished uh, Lake Havasu. And during the pandemic, um, you know, I snuck away to Havasu uh, t- twice, two different times, um, and I, I I fell in love with the place. I was like, wow, it's like the Delta and Clear Lake put together. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's clear. It's it's uh, it's a kind of a river system, so there's a little bit of current. But then you also have you also have like this deep Highland reservoir. Uh, you know, aspects to it that kind of remind me of Castaic, and um, fell in love with the place. And so during uh, you know the the regional event, uh, I kind of I, I kind of approached it differently than I guess most guys did, just because I'm not fishing any type of history. And I ended up uh, sticking eighteen pounds day one, where the average bag was about eight. and uh, <laughs> and, that and again, good. they're
1: like, "Maddie." What's up, man?
3: Everybody's gathering around. What's up, bro? I, I, I stayed in for dinner. Like, I did it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because all my buddies, like, they give me crap about it. They're like, dude, we knew you were on them as soon as you didn't, like, want to come out and have dinner with everyone. <laughs> hey, you,
2: hey, if as long as you're not talking to them, you don't have to lie to them, right? That's what I say.
3: Like, you don't have to lead them,
2: lead them down the path. You're just not telling them anything.
3: I just, I'm just going to, you know, and I had work to do because, you know, I do a, I do a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've been, and so it's kind of neat because, you, you know, for the, some of the people that have been following me for a while, um, and, I, and it, it's called Capture Fish. If you guys haven't subscribed to it, please go ahead and subscribe. That'd yeah, really cool. a Yeah, go do that. But it's, uh, and so it's kind of, you actually, I don't have the footage of Pine Flat. Man, that would have been killer. But I have uh, Nasi Minnow footage uh, of me, you know, fishing Nasi Minnow and getting fourth there. I, uh, I have my tournament finish. Uh, I think my practice and all the days at Havasu. And you'll watch me actually uh, catch a four pounder on a glide bait, um, and uh, you know it was it. It's kind of neat because you know for my viewers, you're able to see kind of this this progression, um, and that's why I'm really excited for the next coming weeks because uh, I get to share with everyone uh, my experience at the at the nationals.
2: And that is so you, you're going to share your wash experience. And then next year, I'm assuming you'll keep that going through right into your rookie season on the Bassmaster elite series.
3: That's, that's the plan.
2: That is that heavy to hear? Cause I feel like. For, <laughs> dude, it's the <still> wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I say <laughs> that, I'm like, and, and I'm hearing your story and dude, it's obvious that you are a natural when it comes to the outdoors and, and fishing with your history in Hawaii. Uh spear fishing you you love to surf like you you're in tune with nature you you definitely strike me as a guy like that but but from a competitive bass fishing standpoint you've not been doing it that long and you've already succeeded <laughs> in what can, is a lifetime goal for most you know bass anglers that have been doing it a lot longer than you competitively so you uh-huh. you get this shot now and man that that's got to just be I don't know, it's got to be heavy and it's got to be surreal um, and, and super exciting at the same time.
3: Man, you nailed it right on the head. And, um, you know, I, I want people to know that that I'm incredibly, incredibly humbled uh, by this win. And I understand, um, you know, that this is a, a lifetime goal for, you know, most bass fishermen. And it's it was one of my goals for, as a kid. For sure, yeah. And, um, but it was you know it's something like I like my day one on on a Washita. I I fished with a a guy from Alabama and we're good buds now. His name's Mark Edmonds, and you know he's a he's a killer fisherman. He had three fish in the boat before I had my first one, and um, he said he's he's been fishing Bass Nation for thirty years, wow. and it was his his first time to the nationals. It's incredible, and, uh, man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm just. You know, I'm incredibly humbled, and it. It totally is. It totally is surreal, um, for me. And, and it's. You know, I'm. It's. I would say it's sinking in a bit more because my. My work. I. I got back last week Sunday at night and Monday morning at 6 a.m. Um, I. I went straight to work, um, developing. Uh, you know pitch decks trying to figure out budgeting for this coming, uh, this coming year, talking a financial advisor. I just, this is the one shot that, that I, that I get and I don't want to blow it. So I'm, I'm trying to do all the best possible things, um, that I could do to, to set myself up, you know, for the coming uh, couple of years. Um, very
2: smart, very smart, man. That's something you don't hear a lot of bass pros say, and that's no offense to anybody, but that is, that's the name of the game. What you just said right there, man, is, unfortunately we live in this sport where it is pay to play it is and i know with your prize package i believe are your entries covered in that i believe they are right Uh,
3: or are them
2: part of them (laughs) so part of your entries to the elites are paid but they do provide provide a boat correct
3: yeah so i you know which is crazy so if you again i'm not going to take too much time on, on no, my you're, old you're,
2: you're good man you fish out of a 30 year old boat i was getting i was getting there but yeah <laughs> that was where my question
1: was headed you you that's kind of been your deal
3: yeah man i just it's funny because i it right before the event about three weeks before the event i bought a a, a triton tr21 okay x like, like a 2006 and which is a huge 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 upgrade you know yeah and i knew that you know after having the team like the team deal so i ordered like an ultrax and some like nice graphs for it but it wasn't going to be ready in time and i was thinking and i was definitely kind of like getting spun out a little bit because everyone's like yo dude like all the all the local dudes are going to show up with tin boats and jet boats and and, like, get into backwaters, and you're going to get smoked. And I was like, thanks for the confidence. I <laughs> appreciate it. I <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. But I was, you know, I was getting a little bit spun out on it, and my one of my friends, um, this guy named Lance Grafalis, uh, and he's, he's my partner at uh, the ABA, um, the local ABA here at Casitas. And um, he goes, Maddie, you you've gotten this far out of your old boat. Why don't you think you can compete? now like what's changed and you know he had and and that that what he told me resonated so deep because I'm like you're right man I don't need all this new stuff to Mm -hmm. you know to like spin me out because it's a lot of electronics that I have to learn and whatnot even though I've got to play with like the 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 panoptics I've gotten to play 360 on my friend's boats and whatnot but you know what I he's like dude don't stress yourself out just go and do it on the old ranger and if anything if you if you actually do succeed that's just going to be even more bad
2: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it man uh,
3: but yeah i, I got uh a, a my 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 console uh my console graph is a x96 orance <laughs> i remember from, that one from 1991 <laughs> i believe uh it tells me depth um I, it also tells me temperature which are the two most important things i agree and, and then, uh, my, 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 my front, my bow mount or my bow, uh, electronic is a, uh, Lawrence, uh, HDS seven, but from 2007. Okay. So at least I have GPS on it. And so whenever I like on the Wachita river, it was great. Cause like I'd go and lay a, a, a waypoint down if I found a fish and it would like put a waypoint on land. Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: <'cause> <laughs> You're like, I think it's somewhere over there. I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) How spoiled
2: are we, dude? You just hit it. Everybody's like, oh, I got these seven graphs, these 37 batteries. My dude out here making the classic and the elite series, and his graph is putting waypoints up on the damn dry land. So I don't want to hear any excuses from any of y'all listening to this that your boat's not good enough. Man, I would do this if I had that, or I would do that if I had this. Listen to the man right here. Please listen. Uh, to it's beautiful, man. I, I love it.
3: Thank you, man. I, I just think that, you know, a lot of, and it's a lot of younger anglers now and, and, um, you know, through social media and whatnot, you, you do get to see like all these pros with the, all, all the bells and whistles and whatnot. But I think the one thing that has been so beneficial for me, uh, as a fisherman, as a, on a whole, and not, not just as a bass fisherman is my ability to understand a condition to understand what's going on with the weather, understand the surroundings and understand what are the little elements and nuances in the fishery that make those fish tick or what make them want to feed on certain things. And if you're able to pull yourself away, just like, you know, being sucked into your phone too much or mm. getting sucked into a computer or, or, or a TV, if you're able to pull away and, and really listen and really watch you're able to pick up on things that you would have never thought of in your wildest dreams. If you looked down, stuck at a graph. Yep. I, but, I agree with that. I do agree but with that. Now, I know there's a different part of it. Cause I, I don't want to say that, you know, it's cause now stepping up to the elites, I'm more than happy <laughs> to be running a 360. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're going to gonna want running. all that stuff out there, Matty. Uh, I think
3: <laughs> exactly. Because you know, at, it's, and it's funny because I, when I do get to fish off my buddy's boats that have these tools, I'm like, man, like, this, is, this is something else.
2: It's crazy. It's next level. See, but people take for granted what you're talking about, too. And that's being able to dissect the day, the conditions, the fish, how they're setting up. That's a lost art. Yeah. In my opinion. For not not for the dudes you're gonna be fishing against, because they have that and the electronics, but but I do mm-hmm. think we do a disservice to the younger folks in making them think, hey, if you just buy this, you're automatically a better bass fisherman. If you have yeah, this, it, you've gotta have this to compete, you know, so on and so forth. That's not the case, man. I just don't think no, it is.
3: No, it isn't. And, and and that's I think that's if anything, if I'm gonna have any type of message to like younger anglers is Trust intuition, put time on the water doesn't matter if it's on a pond or if it's on a on a river it's on a lake it's time on the water don't don't listen to everyone else around you that's telling you that you need this you need that you need you need experience and experience is the most valuable thing that you can possibly ever have in your pocket because everything else is just it's it's gonna just add to that experience and add to that Rolodex of, 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 uh, these moments in your life where you've like, aha, that's it. Or those, 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 those times that click.
2: And that, that is, that's pro fishing right there in a nutshell, man, or, or hunting or saltwater, whatever that is, but it's calling on those experiences to, like you said, make it click, piece it together. We've all had those days on the water where you go, uh, huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> those, those aha moments. And, those aha moments. And, and, and the dudes at the top level of the sport have had as many of those as anybody, whether it's like you going around a pond every single day, four hours before work just to learn what you did. That was the closest water to you that, that you had access to. And, dude, you, mm-hmm. you learned you would you would not be where you are today without those experiences. I think that's fair yep. to say. And being obsessed. Yep, I, obsessed. That, that's obsession. it, dude. That's it. So, so real quick, going going back, and I know I'm all over the place. I'm excited to talk no, to you it, this morning. No, uh, no, but good, man. what? So in, in this elite series bid, you do get this boat. I mean, are you uncomfortable with that? I know you've got an older boat, but is that something yep. you're excited about? Is stepping into this I, this boat they're providing?
3: You know, it's I've you know I've always been a big fan of Ranger. Um, I've, uh, luckily I've been able to run, um, with my buddy who, uh, my, my, my partner Lance has a, has a brand new Phoenix. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I've had other friends that, that have different styles of boats and whatnot. So I get to, you know, I, and they, because of my experience as a waterman and I, you know, I've, I've been in, you know, 15 foot seas in a 13 mm-hmm. foot boat, you know, so I've, I, I, Growing up in Hawaii, you learn how to surf, you learn how to read, read the water. And so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm fairly confident behind the wheel of a boat. And so like, you know, I'm being able to run something that has a hot foot. I'm like, Oh my God, this is luxury. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> this is luxury. <laughs> and so I'm, yeah, dude, yeah, I'm completely stoked. I've been, it's, yeah. it's been a dream of mine. I'm, I'm that guy that will go on, like that will go on Rangers website or go on Phoenix, Phoenix's website or like, or Vexus and just like like put in colors and stuff like that and just like and I just
0: daydream
3: that's all awesome, day you know and so it is it's something I, and I knew that I was going to get there eventually I knew that you know everyone you know there's a plan and 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 it's all going to fall yeah. into place when it needs to and I was like you know what I'm going to trust the process because you know the journey is just as important as the destination oh, and wow. um and and so to be able to kind of be in in the moment and know that eventually I'll be able to get into a newer boat that will be the day and the fact that I get to run a 520 Z next year is just mind blowing. So and it yeah, is a
2: Ranger. It's a Ranger. It's a Ranger. Okay. Yep.
3: It's a, it has a 250 Merc on it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm pumped. I get to run a hot foot. I get. I actually get. Uh, I I don't only have a trim tab. I also have a jack plate tab. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: You got all the bells, dude. They I'm assuming they're going to take that boat back at the end of the year. You're going to be like, you're going to be hard to find, I feel like. I feel like i am just drive back to California, park it, park it somewhere. And be like, I don't know what you're talking about, Bass. Like, why are you coming at me like Yeah, this? I don't know why. So, <laughs> what,
3: what what Ranger? Like,
2: why why are you sending Mark Zona to my house? This is weird. I don't have your boat. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah Zona, Zona I don't I don't have it. Um I don't
2: it's not so here. I,
3: i i hope um you know and and i have confidence in and for the season of twenty twenty three that you know i'll be able to find a partnership with with a company um i uh, no doubt i got to i got to fish with K pink in uh uh during the u s open and we okay. had a great time and um i just actually put that video up last week monday um and uh and we i i got to ride on his brand new um forgot the, the model uh, so don't kill me but it's the it's the newer bass cat okay and, uh, john cruz and john cruz is going to run one this year um and uh it's dude it's so so rad i they took the 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 older you know with my 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 whole thing with bass cats were like oh man yeah they're fast i get it but look i'm not a speedboat driver i'm a i'm a fisherman yeah but I need something, I need a stable, wide dance floor, and I look up front, and now this new Bass has this nice, huge, wide front, um, and so I told John, I was like, dude, you're going to be stoked on that thing, one, it's freaking fast, and, but it's, two, is the, is the width up front, you feel like you're on, like, an old school ranger, like, um, on like a on, on a five twenty, you know yeah, those
2: boys do a good job out there in in, uh, yeah. in Arkansas, to say the least. And dude,
3: dude, Kevin
2: Short, we gotta give him a shout out real quick. He is he's my dude. I love Kevin Short. But he he was. I get a lot of uh, uh, love and hate for being brutally honest, but but Short was like the first pro, in my opinion, in professional bass fishing that was publicly just himself. And what I mean by that is if he called it exactly and he did it on a blog but he called it exactly as he as he saw it. And mm-hmm. he called a lot of crap for it for, for years um, love and hate like I said because people don't mm-hmm. like brutally honest but dude k pink yeah. was that dude man he would just say well I think this sucks or I think this is good yeah. not you know and I I, lo- I love that about Kevin. Very cool no. when you got to spend some time with him
3: it was, it was really, that was really something like I got, we got our text from, uh, from, from Billy Egan and he's like, uh, you know, everyone gets their pairings at night. And when it came up, I was like, no way. That's cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So
3: <laughs> Yeah. I just kind of watched him and we had a great time, uh, was able to put some fish in the boat and, and, uh, we both, we both had a great, great time. And, and I, I think, uh, it, you know, it was cool when I, when I won and, um, in, in louisiana he shot me a text and, very and then cool. that, that meant a lot to me yeah so. man
2: very but, very um, cool i yeah that that's uh, that u.s open something that i i uh i think about every year i'm like i gotta go play around in this thing at some point in life like i just i've been i've been out west several times but i've never fished mead and uh i would love to experience that
3: man mead is a beast yes. I will say <laughs> yes and I've, uh, you know, I I would say that's probably one of the bigger bodies of water that I, I mean, I've been on Lake Erie. Um, I, I, I got to, you know, fish for some walleye in Lake Erie. And so that was cool to see, like basically an ocean, but Mm -hmm. a fresh one. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't have too many massive systems where you can go and run an hour and still have another hour to run or (laughs) like for me, a long run. And I think this is going to be the biggest adjustment for me on tour is that I'm going to have to get used to making those longer runs, um, to get into certain bodies of water and also to like, kind of be on top of my timing with things because, you know, here, I mean, yeah, even on the Delta, but a Delta, like a like a 15, 20 minute run, you know, that's, that's a long run. Uh, and like on my local lakes here, a five minute run is like your longest run that you're doing. And, and so it's, uh, you know, to, to go and attack places like, you know, St. John's coming up, um, and, And then also, you know, Hartwell for the classic, it's, you know, the fact that you can go run up into an arm is going to take you an hour to get there. Hartwell
2: is one of those sneaky lakes in the South that is so much bigger than you realize. You don't think of it as being this giant, massive body of water, but it is because of those arms that you're talking about.
3: It's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, man. So, um, dude, it's, it's crazy, man. I'm so excited. I, I get to, uh, so basically in this next coming week, um, you know, doing a few other podcasts, a few other meetings, uh, and then I, I leave, uh, I'm going to go up to Washington, spend Thanksgiving with my, uh, with my brother who lives up there now. Um, and then I'm going to fly home to Oahu and, um, you know, see my parents. And, uh, there's a couple of news stations in Hawaii that, uh, want to have me on. Very cool. Well, yeah.
2: If you need, if you need, like, I, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not a tough enough dude to be like a security guy, but if you need like a partner to, to go busting up in Oahu, you know, with you and be like, hey, this bearded dude travels with me now. Like, if you need that for me, Maddie, I got you. I got you. Like, if you need that, if you need to go pick on some Hawaiian smallmouth, I'm your dude because that's bucket list for me, man. That's dude, bucket eight. list for me.
3: If I'm ever out there and, and you want to come out, I'll, I'll get you on some Hawaiian smallies, bro. I will change your life. Oh, Imagine. dude, I, I think it's, it's something else. It's,
2: something, it's that something that people, I don't think a lot of people realize that there are actually smallies. And I know you got the peacocks out there, but people, yeah. I don't think people realize, especially like my Tennessee river rats around here, that you could go to uh-huh. Hawaii and catch a smallmouth. I, you don't think yeah. about that because it's this tropical yeah. paradise.
3: Yeah it's it's something special man and that's you know that's another thing that I'm really excited for uh you know with this exposure is that I'm able to now share like my fishery in Hawaii yeah. and 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 as long as people you know obviously travel mindfully and visit with respect uh you know obviously not littering, obviously making sure that they respect locals and, and, and the land and the Ina is super important to me, but you'll be able to have an unforgettable, unforgettable time That's- and leave the place with such an incredible experience that you'll never forget. You're, you're hiking through a rainforest <laughs> and, and being able to flip a tube into a stream and stick a, a smallmouth. Come on, man. <laughs> I got to get that in my life, dude.
2: I've got to, like I, I, I grew up, I learned to bass fish fishing ponds, but also I've got several streams and rivers here in Southern Tennessee full of big smallmouth. Uh We're really fortunate. Uh, I actually live right on one now to this day. And, and you can go wade just about, I won't say 365 days of the year. You know, you got to put on some waders when it starts getting cooler, but you can catch a bass out of these little streams and rivers almost any day of the year and, and up to five uh, pounds. We've got a lot of big ones. And so like, and in, in, in this river, uh, the main one I fish feeds into Pickwick Lake or the Tennessee River. So it, it's it's just, it's got, you know, great genes. And I mean, these fish really grow, but the idea of going through the rainforest, and, uh, I've seen pictures, I've seen video, I just sit here and, and foam at the mouth, man. That is uh, that is definitely, if my wife, who listens to the podcast every week for some reason, uh, when she hears this, she's going to be like, so when are we
1: going to Hawaii? Yeah.
3: Well, you know, I'll make sure to, to, to set you up either. Yeah, so the, yeah. the two different islands that, they, that they're on are um, Kauai and Oahu. Uh, and so you, you have two different islands that are both different. Uh, like the energy is different in both places. Okay. Uh, Oahu is the city. You know, I'm a city boy when it comes to people from Hawaii. Um, but Kauai is still like a, a untapped. Um, yeah, I mean, it's more and more. Mark Zuckerberg bought out a whole bunch of property out there and it's kind of it's not not good it's changing um, but right it is and uh but it you know it's uh it's still an incredible place to visit and in and, and go and have a really cool experience like that because it's you know when i was 14 uh there was this fishery uh called Ho'umalahia. yeah it's a tongue twister um and in Ho'umalahia. Uh, one of the streams that fed into it, uh, you know, the smallmouth are, they're, they're obviously invasive, uh, but they got into this, it was a, a spillway overflow to prevent, uh, you know, for floods. Hmm. Um, and the smallmouth and I was, I mean, I I must've been even younger when I found out about it. I, I was probably 10, um, And I remember it was raining. We were camping there as a family and, uh, I had my, uh, combo, my bass pro, like it was a bass pro combo that I had, that I bought with my, like when I went to Sacramento with my uncle Bob. So I had a little bait caster and I tied on a black spinner bait and my first cast, I get wrecked by like a two and a half, three pound smallmouth. (laughs) And my brother and I, uh, just absolutely just whacked them um, nonstop all day, and had you know over thirty fish. Wow! And we're like, oh my gosh, no one knows about this place. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, <laughs> we and we so we had it all to ourselves for a couple of years, and I actually became a volunteer ranger there um, because there was a there was one little stretch that was the quote unquote designated fishing fishing area. And so I was like, okay, how do I get around this?
1: <laughs> I, so you took a uh, job. I love that dedication, dude.
3: <laughs> and so I, yeah, I got, a, I got a, a ranger name tag, you know, and so I'd, go, <laughs> I'd be fishing, and they're like, hey, you're not supposed to be fishing. I'm like, I, I'm a ranger. Um, I'm actually, I'm doing research uh, on the smallmouth population. <laughs> Just imagine a 12 year old Telling you this You know uh, You see
2: the badge buddy Back up These are This is a stretch You do not need to be Throwing your lures
3: I, into I got credentials Actually you can't be here You can't be here
2: I can Step back behind the rope sir
3: Dude So when I was 14 Two years later I almost caught the state record Um, And it was Four and a half At the time I, I caught up It was four And like It was four Four nine Or something I had missed it By like two ounces Jeez, and uh, yeah, that was that was something. And then what happened is a, a guy came in, and they were running this this kid program where they were using bamboo poles to catch tilapia. Um, and they were like, "Well, the bass keep breaking off because they'll eat the tilapia, and so we got to get rid of the bass." And, oh, no. and I was like, "No, no, no! You guys don't understand. Like, we can, you know, we can teach kids how to bass fish. Like, let's not do that." And it was tragic, and because the guy was, you know, this older gentleman who. Had, you know, a career in, in fisheries and, and ran a local, like, fishing uh, magazine. He totally lobbied and got all of the smallmouth removed out of there. Wow. It and killed the whole fishery. Um, and it was tragic, man. I was literally heartbroken. And then um, a couple years back, one of my buddies, who's a fishing guide um, on Oahu, I, he's like, dude, um, I snuck a couple peacock bass in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and, yeah and so the 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 older gentleman um passed away and 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 now uh now the peacocks are starting to um you know take over that place which is which is great because now it's like at least there's another bigger species in there that you know aren't just cichlids
2: yeah Um, very uh, yeah that is that's uh i don't know man i don't i can't wrap my head around smallmouth and white peacocks yeah i get that i could get that but Um, water temperature wise in those places, Mm -hmm. I mean, is it, because you're in the mountains, I mean, obviously it's got to be pretty cool for those smallies. Oh,
3: 75 degrees, you're around.
2: (laughs) I'm moving. That's it. Do you think they would accept a bearded redneck? I think they would.
3: You know, it's like, I I tell this to everyone is, as long as you, is you, you, you tread with respect and and ability. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. Uh, it, you know, local people are very accepting. But as soon as there's disrespect and, and ignorance involved, that's when people can turn really quick. And uh, and so that's just something that I've learned growing up. Is you know, humility is is one of the the best traits that a human can, can possess. Because when someone else is able to brag for you, or when uh, or, or someone else can talk highly of you. Uh, that's the, 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 highest form of flattery. Wow. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, in Hawaii, it's very important, um, because of, you know, the history and, uh, and if people don't understand the history of mm-hmm. Hawaii, it's or you travel there, you have to understand that, you know, the, the Hawaiian islands, it was its own sovereign nation. That's right. And there was an own sovereign nation of Hawaii that actually technically still exists um in the world courts, it's crazy. You know, I learned about it in college more. Um, but yeah, like the illegal annexation of the of of this of the nation of Hawaii by the US. And so you do have, you know, it's I'm a you know, I, and I don't want you guys to get me wrong. I'm I'm definitely a proud American and uh but there there is this there is a, a flip side to the coin, you know, where people are like, you know, local people, the Hawaiian people that were there originally or, you know, they feel cheated. And so, you know, there, there is the, you know, gr- growing up being, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Hapa in, in Hawaiian, that means half. Uh, and it, before it was the term where if you're half Hawaiian, half something, and then like the, the term kind of got loosely, you know, moved around to uh, half Asian um, because a lot of people think like Asian people are Polynesian, which is <laughs> pretty wrong. <laughs> so the, like a Hawaiian, I'm like, no, actually I'm not Hawaiian. I don't have Hawaiian blood but i have the pride of a hawaiian i'm born and raised in hawaii but no i am not hawaiian um but i'm you know i'm, I'm half chinese half uh and uh, i and i'm irish german french and, okay uh, and so i'm i'm a mutt you know my my dad uh, combo man
2: you you're like that Bass a, pro Shops combo you're talking about i'm a, I'm a, I'm a combo. combo
3: son <laughs> uh, so it's you know i and and so that i mean i guess that's my tip for anyone that's that's traveling to hawaii and and feel free to reach out you know and, and and reach out to me and i'd be more than happy to to set you up with some really good people um that can put you on fish and if i and if it's you know obviously in my next couple of years are i pretty are pretty uh pretty booked up <laughs> pretty booked up that. yeah i was gonna say you're, but, you're not uh, gonna
2: be taking too many hawaiian god trips i don't think
3: yeah but uh, i'll still you know i'll be back home i i definitely you know i have a lot of my good friends that i grew up with uh you know are still home and, and my my parents still live there uh and a lot of my family lives there you know it's so it's it's a place that i still call home um and uh you know and, and will forever
2: that's that's too cool man well i dude i i can't say uh Thank you enough for for taking the time here on a Sunday to come chat with me. And the invitation is open. If you are in Tennessee, you're cruising through. You want to pop in the bar and grill? We'll do us a podcast. We'll go. We'll go catch some bass around here somewhere, man. But uh, can't thank you enough, dude. Can't say congratulations enough. Life is moving very fast for Maddie Wong, but I, I think that uh, especially after talking to you, man, you're going to be able to get a grip and uh, and and. Succeed, I think next year is going to be a big, big, big year on the Bassmaster Elite Series for you.
3: Well, thank you Luke, I really appreciate it, man. And again, thank you for having me on. When I when I heard you uh, give me a shout out on your podcast originally, I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta drop a comment. <laughs>
2: That's awesome, man.
3: And, uh, I, I, it made
2: me smile, dude. I was like, holy crap, there he is, right there.
3: I was pumped. <laughs> Sweet dude. Yeah, man. I'm definitely. I will definitely be hitting you up uh, for that. So um, do it you know, to I'm, it. I'm going to hold you to that. Thank
2: hey, you. it's recorded. That's why I say every week, man, whenever folks say, hey, I'm going to take you hunting. I'm going to take you fishing. I'm going to do this. They say it on the show. I'm like, this is, this is there's record of this. There's record of this. Uh, so anything you want to plug, you got your YouTube, you got your Instagram, get it, get it yeah, to the low lifers.
3: No, I, I, for sure. I would love to. Um, well, my, my personal Instagram is Matty, M-A-T-T-Y underscore Wong, W-O-N-G. Uh, and you can follow me there and you can also follow my content creation, uh, my, my fishing content creation page, which is capture fish. And that also coincides with my YouTube, uh, blog and that's capture fish as well. And that's just one word capture fish, C A P T U R E fish. And, um, yeah, I would, you know, greatly, greatly appreciate, uh, a subscribe and the whole notification turn on ding bell, whatever you want to call it. and <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's all right. <laughs> all that, uh, you know, all that stuff. And, and yeah, go ahead and, and, you know, send me a message if you heard me uh, today, uh, you know, on, on this podcast, because, you know, it's it's really, like I said, it's a humbling experience, you know, being able to finally, or I don't want to say finally, because it just happened so quickly, just, but, you know, to have this opportunity. And so I, I'm incredibly stoked whenever anyone, uh, you know, reaches out and, and is excited about my story. And it's, and I feel incredibly blessed because I'm the first one from Hawaii, to ever, uh, make it onto the elite series and also the first one from Hawaii ever to be able to compete on the Bassmaster Classic.
2: That's, that's, that is something to be very, very proud of, man. And, uh, I think that you're going to have something to say at that classic at Lake Hartwell. I just got this feeling.
3: Man, I hope so. It, uh, it, from just kind of what I've been researching, I'm, I'm already in this off limits of no information, Mm -hmm. um, internet and, uh, you know, but what I've been researching and finding for myself, it, it really sets up a lot like a lot of these California lakes. And, um, you know, the, the, the clear water and everything else, it's, it, I mean, it plays to some of my strengths. And so, I'm, yeah, truthfully, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, – I'm excited about it. But I, I'm also trying to do due do dil, do diligence and, and put one foot ahead of each other, and, you know, at a time and not, and not get too caught up and, and really make sure that I, I pave the right road um Before my groundwork starts, uh, and so I'm gonna try and uh, you know, if I can get the boat, maybe in the second or the third week of December, I wanna try and that at least get on Hartwell and run around, um, you know, before it all starts. But yeah, yeah I, I I can't wait, dude.
2: I can't can. wait either, and I I look forward to shaking your hand there, if not uh sooner than that, in the year here at the Bar and Grill, dude. Maddie oh, Wong. Yeah. I appreciate you, Low Lifers, Make sure you go follow him and Maddie. I will talk to you very soon.
3: Sounds good, buddy. Have Thanks, a great man. Day.
2: You too, Maddie Wong. That was uh, that was fantastic, man. I, I like getting to know folks, especially with a intriguing story like his. And we've all, you know, we've all got stories, man. Everybody's got a past. Everybody's got a, you know, their family they came from their their hometown. And everybody's story is a little different, but it's so it's just interesting to me his hawaiian roots his pursuit of an acting career being a musician living in los angeles which is is not the epicenter of bass fishing i mean we've seen so many fantastic west coast pros come from the state of california we've seen some come from southern cal and, you know brent brent Earlier lives out there, but uh, Aaron Martin's was was obviously like he's saying, Castitas was one of the places that the great Aaron Martin's cut his teeth as well, and uh, so many fantastic anglers come from the West Coast, but it's not really that hotbed. LA in particular, so very cool hearing his story and getting to know Maddie there, and uh, make sure you're following along because I think, man, I just I do I have this very weird feeling that uh, that dude's got it. Like, he's – to be that successful as fast as he has been, there's something clicking there, like, from a natural ability standpoint. And I, I think that as, as long as he can keep it on the tracks and and uh, obviously he's a very positive guy, I doubt you see that guy down very much. But Matty Wong, Bassmaster Elite Series rookie, classic qualifier and uh, the nation champ, which is one of the hardest ways to get to the Classic or the Elite Series in my opinion – to say the very least. All right. Thanks to each and every one of you for listening to Low Budget Live. Not so live this week and every other week. I appreciate it. And I will see y'all next week with more. I've actually got a I got a, a good one for next week. Going to have a little in-studio guest stopping by. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy. We're going to record that this week. He's he's coming into town, so uh, little little just a little tease there. But it, we it will be. Uh, I won't tell you that you'll learn anything because he and I tend to be really uh, dumber than I normally am when I get together with this guy. But we're we're going to have a good time on LBL in studio. So look forward to that. And uh, December 11th again. If you were in Middle Tennessee. Within a couple hours, North Alabama, Kentucky, wherever And, and uh, you, man, you want some plans You want to take your wife out do something December 11th, The Mule House, Columbia, Tennessee I'm going to be opening up for some good friends of mine The Vegabonds, Southern Rock Group And uh, I promise you go check them out But we're going to be doing our thing And uh, on that note, going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues One of the songs that without a doubt We'll probably play like 15 times that night we might just play it, play it on a damn loop. Hey, here it is again. Did y'all hear it? It's about getting out of Mississippi. Here we go. Here we go. A little song I wrote. It goes like this. All right, be sure to hug your mama. Y'all stay good out there, and we'll uh, see y'all next time.
1: I never could make it last. Spanish moss, the Civil War ghosts. Well, I'm gonna leave leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care Heading my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare A white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep them.